Goosebumps number 17. Why I'm Afraid of Bees by R.L. Stein. He's no ordinary human being. Right brain, wrong body. Gary Lutz needs a vacation from himself. Bullies are constantly beating him up. His only friend is his computer. Even his little sister doesn't like him. But now Gary's dream is about to come true. He's going to exchange bodies with another kid for a whole week. Gary can't wait to get a new body until something horrible happens. And Gary finds out his new body isn't exactly human. Listener, beware. You're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're going to love Dark Falls. Shout out to me for making some killer opening credits, TVH. Oh, yeah, those are great. I Matthew love that. did those. Matthew edited those together. Me, me. It's all about me. To know, no, today it's all about bees. Why I'm afraid of bees. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Daniel Montgomery. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. And we are afraid of bees. <laughs> uh, we are the. You're about to find out why. We're huge Lol. Goosebumps fans. The biggest, actually. We're the absolute biggest. We're so excited about that Goosebumps movie that's coming out if you're listening to this. We've already seen it, but we can't speak about we it. We can't. We can only speak vaguely and say the, positive things. The movie's getting a whole lot of buzz. buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of buzz, we just want to say thank you to... Buzz, buzz, buzz. Tell me what's happening. To all the people that have you know, said nice to things to us on Twitter. Thank you for those iTunes reviews. Thank you. And said sweet little things to us and said hello on Instagram. Yes. Um, uh, David Mars Hooligan. Oh, Hooligan. Hey there. Yeah. Um, left a comment uh, under uh, a, a post that I made about our one day at Horrorland episode, and we just want to give you a little shout yeah. out and say thanks for listening. Glad you're enjoying the if show. If you guys like it or hate it or whatever, feel free to tweet us. Tweet us or my uh, Daniel's Twitter is Danny Mac seven six nine D A N N Y M A C K seven six nine. Mine is I Robot U Jane I R O B O T Y O U J N E. And Matthew's Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. Yes. So please give us some feedback. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you love. That would be sweet. Like honey. Oh. I also want to give a quick shout out to my friend Donnell, who is a is a listener of this. God, how much I love Donnell. I love Donnell. Donnell loves this book. He he contacted his parents and said, do we still have the Goosebumps, you know, my Goosebumps collection? Do yeah. we still buy I'm Afraid of Bees? And they had sold it. What? But he no. he ordered one. He ordered a used oh. copy. He even said, he's, oh, I don't like the new co- the new cover because they, they redid some of the covers yeah, yeah, yeah. of Goosebumps books. Yeah. He, has, I, I, he said, I'm getting a used copy. And he ordered it and he was reading it right along in preparation for this podcast. I'd Aww. like to think. Isn't that sweet? 
Good for you, Donnell. Isn't that just the sweet? Donnell's the best. And so talented. And he was saying that his haircut looks just like um, the bo- Gary's on Gary the on the, the cover of the book. The cover of the book. You know, I've said this before in the podcast, but this is one of those books that when I bring up to people that don't know that we do this podcast bring up this podcast they bring up why i'm afraid of bees the cover is very frightening actually it's, and it's iconic iconic class i remember before um if you remember we talked and, and one day at harland and that was the first book that i'd ever read but be- way before i had read that book i remember seeing goosebumps books in the store thinking they were big kid books and they were terrifying and too scary goosebumps and, for big kids and i remember the why i'm afraid of bees cover and it, I, it's that cover that made me think that those books are too scary to read because it really freaked me out. Well, tell tell the listeners what it looks like. Well, my favorite color is orange, and this book is really <laughs> orangey. The colors are orange and yellow. It's a it's a great neon orange. And there's also um, okay, so we have Gary, who's a buzzing bee with the big green wings. He's a white guy with blue eyes and a buzz. He's got a buzz cut. He's got a buzz cut. Lol. And there's kind of like an ominous sunset amongst trees happening behind him. It's really really orange and evocative and kind of cool. There's also this version is the original version that came out in the '90s, and this I think is our most beat up um the most beat up <laughs> part of it is scotch it is. taped together and it's the pages are, are really really dirty i think i know why i'll tell you in just a second but the cover of the book says what gives you goosebumps see inside for details and apparently you could like in what is it in 75 words or less or something in 20 25 words or less that's not a lot, a lot of words in 25 words or less tell arl stein what gives you the goosebumps the scariest, the grossest, the creepiest things you can imagine. If you win, your answer will appear in a new, exciting Goosebumps book. And these books also have the thing in the back where you can order them. I love that. Um, two ninety five, two dollars and ninety five steal. cents. A and steal, a steal, and two dollars for shipping. So oh. it's four ninety five, which is cheaper than getting a Goosebumps book, not even being shipped today. Wow. Um, the reason why I think um, uh, that book, this book, is so beat up because drumroll, please. I've only read this book once. Out of all the Goosebumps books in the entire series, I only read Why I'm Afraid of Bees once. And that was when I was 16, when I was rereading them, giving them the grade in the back. I never read it when I was a kid. I never read it. Somehow it was when I never read. The first time I read it was when I was 16. What? I know. I know. You I, lied to me. I know. And so over the last few years, I'm not kidding, around every summertime, I've been getting that book out because I wanted to read around it more than once. Around every summertime? Around every summertime. I bring it to the beach all the time, but I never finished it, never read it. How do I even believe that you read it this time? I know, because I'm, I'll, I, I'll, I bent back pay, pay, pages. And now I really feel like I'm lying, but like, this is the one that I've read the absolute least of the entire series is wow. why I'm afraid of How these. do you feel now? Well, I, if you notice in the back inside cover, I gave it a C minus and I completely disagree. I loved this book. <laughs> you did? And I thought it was a total blast. I'm shocked <laughs> right now. I would give it a B or a B plus. What? I really liked it. I thought you wouldn't like it. Oh no, I thought it, I must, I, either I was just in a really good mood when I was reading it, but I found myself giggling and biting the inside of my cheeks and looking looking over the camera while I was reading it. I had such a good time reading it, this book. I mean, it's such a killer cover. As you said, I don't know we've clarified that it's a B-body bo- boy head. I don't think we clarified that. My bad. It's a it's a boy looking shocked, and he his head, he has antennae, and it's on, the head is on a B-body. Yeah. Cute. Google it. Google it. Hashtag B-body. Mmm, bees in the trap. Bitches ain't shit and they ain't saying nothing. A hundred motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. I bees in the trap, bee bees in the trap. I bees in the trap, bee bees in the trap. Man, I'm been did dead. Man, I'm been popped out. 
Um, so why I'm afraid of bees, I also want to quickly say, it feels so strange to record an episode without a corresponding TV episode. Oh, yeah. We haven't just, done that in, for, in so long. I know. It's, um, this is this will be a, a shorter this, episode, I guess. Yeah, maybe. The next couple don't. Monster Blood 2 doesn't. Deep mm-hmm. Trouble does not have one. That's true. So the, our next few episodes, we'll just be talking straight up that text. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why I'm Afraid of Bees came out in March 1994. It's such a summery book to me. It, re- it reeks it is. of summer. It does. It burns in your fingers. Mm. It's um, it's it's a it's the first of I think the Goosebumps books that aren't uh, necessarily traditionally scary. Yeah, it's Arl's- more like a little sci-fi. Slightly silly, yeah. like whoa! It's kind of like Monster Blood Three and Egg Monsters from Mars, yes. where there's some kind of transformationy thing that happens, and you are in this new Don't world and you have to deal with it. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. Where, but but because this was the first one of the series that started off this way, it's I, fun. I really like. I'm it. so glad you really liked I it. Well, so, if you don't take this one too seriously, it's a total. Oh, blast. you can't take it too seriously. It's 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 amazing. I also so, think Why I'm Afraid of Bees is such a cool title. It is. It's really cool. The beginning of the book starts off with a warning that, th- girl, they're going to be a lot of bees in this book. There's going to be tons of bees. This is, I, Gary I got, says... Some, some parts of this book kind of creeped me out, and I had to lift my legs up from the floor and hug them to my chest because I was so so creeped. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I'm so fascinated to hear your insight. Here they come. So this book is about Gary Lutz. He's 12 years old. Lutz, Lutz the, the Klutz. <laughs> Uh, Lutz, G- Gary Lutz has no friends. Uh-uh. Poor guy. Even his sister, Chrissy, nine years old, Bitch. doesn't like him. Bitch. Continuing that goosebumps trope of having an annoying little sister. Yep. Or little brother. Gary and Chrissy. Sitting in a tree. Nope. And no, nope, I'm sorry I said that. Chrissy has a cat. Now, did the- you read that as Klaus or Klaus? Klaus. It's spelled like Santa Claus, but I couldn't help but read it as Klaus. Klaus. Close. She has. Uh, uh, he said the book starts off with with Gary saying that he even he, that he's afraid of her cat Klaus. Klaus. He has a long, skinny face, a medium sized nose, and straight blonde hair, and he's completely forgettable. Klaus. No, um, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Let's the klutz. So he's reading by the maple tree in his backyard, and hears buzzing coming from Mister Andretti. Mr. Andretti's house. Mr. Andretti is the guy that lives next door who has um, a screen in back porch where he keeps bees. Yeah, he does. He keeps tons of bees, and Gary can't read because the buzz keeps getting louder and louder and louder. <laughs> and Gary crawls over and looks inside the screened-in porch and sees that Mr. Andretti is covered in head to toe in bees. Ugh. It's scary. Ugh. I don't like that. Candyman. Ew. Candyman, 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 Candyman. Do you have to say Candyman five, five times? times? I think it's five times. That's a big commitment. Well, I mean, you know, it had to, it had to keep it different from Beetlejuice, you know? Yeah, Betelgeist. Or Bloody Mary. All right. And Mr. Andretti sees him and screams, the bees, they're out of control, run! No, no, the bees! Which makes me think of Wicker Man. Of course. The bees. The bees! No, not the bees! Not the bees! Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Uh, I be, I own that movie Wicker Man. It's some trash, but it's. Uh, I think Neil, I've seen the bee scene, but I haven't. Seen but it's the whole Neil Butte. It is. Yes, it's Neil Butte. He's a wild card. Neil 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 Butte is. 
Say that three times fast. Real world road rules challenge. Real world road rules challenge. Real world road rules challenge. That's hard. So Gary runs inside because he's scared of bees. And then Mr. Andretti shows up the back door totally fine. He says, ha ha, fooled ya. I'm in complete control of my bees. That'll teach you to get a life and stop staring at me all day. What an angry old crone. People are so harsh to Gary. They really are. Makes Poor me G- sick. Poor Gary Lutz. I stand for Gary. So later, Gary goes to the school baseball diamond to play. I don't know why he'd want to play baseball, but he goes to the Gross, baseball how diamond. how boring. And Louie and Gina are there, starting to pick teams. Sitting in a tree. And Gary's picked last, you guys. Oh, poor womp, Gary. Womp. I love you, Gary. I'll and, switch bodies with you. And then they're playing, I guess, baseball, and he gets four straight strikes in a row? Uh, what does that, that mean? It's like bowling. You, he, had, he had all the pins. Oh, I don't, I don't get it. Arl Stein loves him some baseball. Yeah, so there's this really confusing baseball scene about That's playing so baseball. Confused. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> and then after four strikes, uh, uh, people start ye- yelling, Lutz the Klutz, Lutz the Klutz. Oh, Ricky the Rat. Ricky the Rat. And he runs home so sad. And then he bumps into Barry, Marvin, Carl. Barry, Marvin, Carl sound like the name of three old gangsters from like a 40s movie. Am yes. I wrong? Or no, like you're lackeys. right. They sound like lackeys. Well, Barry, Mar- it's Barry, Marvin, Carl. Barry, Marvin, Carl. Barry, Marvin, Carl. Barry, Marvin, Carl. Beat him up on the way home. I know. Like, beat him up in our bully, or not bully centric, bully sensitive culture right now. I was reading say- this book. I was like, I can't believe this is happening to him. Middle school's hard, you guys. It is. It really is. Junior high. So he gets home, is attacked by Klaus as soon as he walks in. God, he's having a day. Goes up to his bathroom, cleans the blood off his face. It wasn't until later. Until washing, washing the blood, blood off my hands, hands I even knew they were dead. Well, I was in such a state of shock. I completely blacked out. I can't remember a thing. It wasn't until later, when I was washing the blood off my hands, I even knew they were dead. He goes to the kitchen, and his mom is there trying to open a jar of peanut, peanut butter. <laughs> peanut, peanut butter. I like peanut butter. You like peanut butter. Peanut, peanut butter. And he can't open the jar of peanut butter. Oh, and then his little it. sister, damn it. And then his little sister Chrissy comes in and pulls it off with two fingers. Bitch. And his mom says, I guess you forgot to eat your oat bran this morning. Zing. That mom makes you sick. Yeah. So Gary's upset, goes on his bike, and when goes on his bike. Yep. And sees Judy Donner and Caitlin Davis out front. So we have Gary, Chrissy, Gina, Louie, Mr. Andretti, Barry, Marvin, Carl, and Judy and Caitlin. You got it? Great. So he's like, oh, Judy, I like Judy. She's super cool. <laughs> Judy's such a, I always think Judy Jetson for the rest of my whole yeah. life. I always think Judy Jurgenstern. That's the correct. He tries to impress Judy by riding on his bike with no hands. Do you think this is going to go well, you guys? Probably not for Lutz the Klutz. And his shoelace gets caught in his bike chain. <laughs> oh, and then Gary. Judy screams, oh, no, look out for that car. Oh, no, Gary. And then he runs into a lamp post, totals his bike, and lands face first in a warm puddle of mud. Gross. And Judy and Caitlin laugh at him and say, nice bike. Way to go, Glut. This is what Gary says. And this is also, of course, Goosebumps first person. He says, if I could have, I would have put roots down in that mud puddle and turned into a tree. It might not be the most exciting life in the world, 
but at least no one laughs at a tree. <laughs> this is why I love this book. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I read this, this book. This is why I love this reading book. Reading this book, I kind of felt like I am Gary Lutz. Yes. We are Gary yeah, Lutz. Yeah. Again, even though these serious things are happening to him, and like he's getting he's getting beat up and having the worst day of his life, he kind of handles it with a charming level of brevity because it's like he's kind of like whatever, you know what I mean? Like he's like, oh, my life sucks. I'm Gary Lutz, you know what I mean? It's not like devastating like Carly Bath. You it know could I mean? be devastating. It could be, but it actually, should be. I think yeah, he is these, different from Carly Bath. But I think what they're trying to show is that these devastating things that are happening to him are so normal for him, and yes. so every day that he's completely it's like a Charlie des- Brown thing. Yes, or he's completely desensitized to it. I, th- I found it charming. So, Call me Gary. So he goes upstairs, changes shirts again, washes his face again, and decides to play in his computer that computer game Planet Monstro. <laughs> the sequence was so stupid. It's I love so it. It's so fun. He checks the message board, the message board called Computer Note. <laughs> where 1994, he, you guys. Where P checks, where people leave messages or answer questions about how to win certain games. It's the first, like... Computer reference. Yes. And I think it's so funny. There's like nothing new under the sun. Do you know what I mean? Like back in 1994, people were still like hitting up the internet to like meet people and find out yeah, things before it, internets were the thing. And it's not even referred to as a Before message. internets were the thing. <laughs> it's not even referred to as a message board. It's an electronic bulletin board. That's true. For computer note. For computer note. And he sees something at the bottom of the screen on the electronic ma- bulletin board uh, of computer note. It says, take a vacation from yourself. Change places with someone for a week. Person-to-person vacations. 113 Roach Street. Suite 2B. Or call 1-800-555-SWAP. Now, I think for the rest of this book, there are plot holes you could drive a boat through, and you mm-hmm. ju- you just have to accept at face value that ain't none of this gun going make sense. Ain't none of this makes sense. Yes. And he realizes, oh, Roach Street, that's right by my school. Yeah, I'll have a person-to-person vacation and swap my body. Uh, he decides to stop by the next day. So at dinner, his parents notice he's been banged up, his banged up face. Let's go bang. And he says he got in a bike accident and his mom says, I know you've been fighting with kids at school. Why can't you settle your disagreements peacefully? And then his dad says, well, you're going to have to pay to fix your own bike. Wow. Terrible parents. Yeah. And Gary goes upstairs to play Planet Monster all night. And he's playing this game where a dragon tries to eat you. And the dragon eats him 23 times in a row. And then he ran into my knife. He, he ran, ran into, into my, my knife 10 times. At night, he's laying in bed. And he feels something touching his toes. And he screams. Oh. And it turns out it's a rat. Oh, it's a fake rat. It's one of Klaus's toys. Whatever. And you can hear Chrissy giggling from down the hall laughing. Hashtag Chrissy giggle. And he says, he thought, he said, I I thought about going down the hall and really thumping her. (laughs) (laughs) I I goggled at that sentence when I was reading it. I gagged for it. So he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to thump Gary. Woo! So the next day he goes to to person to person vacations. It's a tiny gray building that looks like a dentist's office. Goes upstairs to a waiting room with a beige carpet and leather chairs. Ew. And there's a dark haired woman named Ms. Carmen. Uh-huh. Who's sitting at a desk behind a big glass window with like a microphone speaker in front of her. <clears throat> and she's sitting in front of expensive looking equipment, x-rays, video screens, heart monitors. 
And he says, hi, uh, I heard about you on the electronic bulletin board. On computer note? And she says, oh, yes. Oh, sorry, I have to stay behind behind this glass. We have to guard the expensive equipment. It's me, Mrs. Carmen. And he kind of chickens out and is like, well, you guys probably don't like kids. Don't do vacations for kids. And she says, on the contrary. Uh, And she hands him through this tiny little slot in the glass, a photo album, pictures of kids. Look like really cool kids. And she says, you can pick a boy or even a girl to trade places with for a week. Mm. Yeah, fun. Trans lives matter. And... He, and she she explains that you actually become the... He's like, how does it work? She says, oh, you just become the person for a week. Uh-huh. It's a safe, painless way to switch a person's mind into another person's body. And mm-hmm. then they find someone else to just take over your body for a week. Sounds great. She says, no one can tell. No one will ever know. Not even the parents know. Oh, sure. So she takes a picture of him, puts it in the, the book, says to think it over for a week, has him fill out a form about all of his likes and dislikes. <laughs> And she says she'll contact him, and you know, if anyone wants to switch places with him for a week. Sure, cool. That makes sense. Totally free, and <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. cost anything. Doesn't cost anything. Don't have to sign anything. Yeah, it's just this technology that exists and, and computer so notes. He leaves and runs into Barry Marvin Carl, who Barry Marvin Carl, who beat him up, <laughs> and they give him a black eye. They gave him a real thumping. And he decides, yeah, 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 I'm going to call person to person tomorrow to see if they have any matches. It's time for a vacation. So, for a few days, vacation, all I ever wanted, vacation, got to get away. I thought it was going to be gotta get away. Um, have to get away, got to get away. I don't remember which one it is. Even though he says he's going to call them tomorrow, the, ne- the next chapter is he's waiting for person to person to call. And every time the phone rings, it's always one of Chrissy's friends. Oh, Chrissy. Summer. So one afternoon, he hears those bees. He's in the backyard hey, like, like he do, reading the comic book. What's happening? What's the buzz? And he sees all the a bee fly by him. And he says, what, did that, what is that bee doing out of that? screened in porch and then he sees there's a big hole in the screen oh no so oh no the bees have escaped so he starts running toward the house he sees a lot of bees flying out one bee even hits him in the head was courtney throwing bees at yeah him? there's this girl in the back named courtney and she's just throwing bees yeah that makes sense and he hears mr andretti laughing what the phone rings he angrily answers hello and it's miss carmen bitch she says we ha- we have a match and she says, we have someone who wants to switch bodies for a week, and they can do it right now. Uh-huh. And Gary says, perfect, great. Eyes ready to switch my bodies right now. And she says, I'll be at your house in 20 minutes. And Gary says, okay. Yeah. How does she know where his house is? Also, what would happen if his parents were home and Ms. Carmen comes over with her electronic switch machine? Would they be thrilled about that? Who cares about a stupid parent? Me neither. So your Gary's stupid very- stupid mind. Gary's very nervous, and she comes out with a small black case with uh-huh. a few small black boxes inside of them, uh-huh. inside of it with monitors on them. That's mm-hmm. the most description we really yeah, get. Yeah, we really don't. In fact, when I was reading this, I read over that, and at one point I went back and I was like, wait a second, what is the actual physical description of what this body switcher looks like? It's not clear. Nope. She shows him a picture of a boy named Dirk Diggler. Davis. <laughs> Dirk Davis, he wants to switch bodies. Could Dirk Davis sound more like a porn star? Could Dirk Davis sound (laughs) more like like a porn porn star? star? 
I and, love this book. <laughs> and she shows them a picture of Dirk Davis. Dark, Dirk Davis is a tall, athletic blonde boy in black Lycra bike shorts and a blue muscle shirt. Could, Could Dirk, Dirk Davis, Davis look, look more, more like, like a porn star? <laughs> wow. I want to Google Dirk Davis and see what comes up. I already did. Woo! Woo! And Miss Carmen says, well, to be honest, it's not exactly your body he's interested in, Gary. He wants your mind. You see, Dirk needs someone who's good in math. He has some very hard math tests coming up in summer school. He wants you to take them for. Wants you to. T- he wants you to take them for. So it's about his brain. It's not about his body type. Oh, I was waiting for that. Waiting for that. <laughs> I had to. Bees for the summer. Hi, Demi. Uh, what up? I couldn't help but think when I was reading that about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, mm-hmm. when he says, you've got the body, I've got the brains, and oh, it rips yeah. open his head, and you can see his brains. Oh. Body time. Ah, a bunch of bees are buzzing around the kitchen as they sit down because the bees have escaped. Yep. They're just they're just in the kitchen. Zip zap buzzing around. You know who's scared of bees? Who? Mikey B. Oh, our friend Mike. Mary Margaret, did you know that? Scared of bees. Oh, when was the last time you were stung by a bee? Um, think about it. That's a good question. I know I've been stung three times. Two times sitting on them. Ooh, yeah. On your fresh butt? No, like on my inner thigh. Ouch. One time I was with my ex boyfriend. One time I was with with Justin, and we were I I was going to visit his apartment complex and going to his pool, mm-hmm. and I sat down on the edge of the pool right on a bee and knew I was being stung by a bee, but I kept talking to him. And the water in his pool was ice cold. That's and I good. just slid in the water and I swam around for a while and just pretended I, I hadn't just been stung by a bee and then he never knew. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. I know, sweet like honey. I was stung by a bee a couple years ago. Do you remember we were by Cat's pool? I was just walking with my bare feet and I just stepped on a bee. I don't remember that. It stuck my big toe and it hurt Ooh. like a real redheaded bitch. Ooh, they hurt pretty bad. Yeah. I hate when you're getting like a shot at doctors. Oh, it just feels like a bee sting. And I'm like, oh, it does? Some, Cue my tears. Some doctor said that to you? Yes, I remember as a little, as a little boy, someone... Uh, it just feels like a bee sting? Yeah. Did you slap the, the, lap the smart-ass mouth? No, I couldn't stop shrieking and screaming. Oh, I, that, is the, that would be the wrong... Why thing. I'm afraid of bees. Why the, I'm afraid of doctors. I'm, ter- I'm terrified of doctors. I'm terrified of needles. I can't uh-huh. handle... I can't do it. No, there's no way. I cannot... Do it. No. Anyway, so I'd my, rather be I'd rather be stung by a bee than get than get my blood drawn or or a shot. I can't even be talking about that right now. Anyway, Mikey B's pretty scared of them. But who is it? Who? I mean, isn't that part of our like genetic makeup or whatever to be like scared biologically of scared of bees? Do you know what I I was listening to a podcast the other day? The other day, this is like weeks ago now, and they were they were talking about how you know people are just immediately afraid of spiders or bees or snakes yeah and they found, oof, oof. there was some research done or whatever uh-huh. and i don't know if this is true and I, I i bet most people disagree with this but apparently the they're trying to figure out what is it about snakes that's that scares people right i Everything. mean I, I would think it's the you know the fear of getting you know poisoned and you know bitten and dying yeah. and the horrible fangs but they said what really scares innately scares humans about snakes is the way they move oh i was about to say the big squiggle yeah it's the way they move it's yeah. like your brain can't they have do- you watched naked and afraid i just for the butts I, same but like there's snakes on that show and they move so fast really oh it's frightening i'm too busy looking at the butts i, I didn't see i know any. but some some shots don't actually have butts in them oh and I, sometimes just there's just women butts for certain shots 
I know it's so boring. Anyway, why I'm afraid of bees. So he gets to so Miss Carmen straps a black band around Gary's wrist. Doesn't Miss Carmen sound like the name of like a fortune teller? Sure. You know, with like a I'm gonna edit that part out. Okay. Well, maybe maybe you don't have to, and then it'll be like a funny inside thing that people are are getting like the inside scoop. Yeah, I'm not gonna edit it out now. Great. I do the editing. Matthew does the editing. Thank you. I um, take the notes. Yeah. <laughs> I take copious, embarrassing notes. Okay, let's get it going. So he's distracted by bees, and Miss Carmen says, Don't worry, Dirk Davis isn't afraid of bees. You'll mm. be fine. And then she immediately flips some switch and zap blinding whiteness into blackness. Zap. Zap. Gary wakes up, and you know you know what's happening, guys. <laughs> you guys know what happened. He has a fuzzy black body. Nope. And his arms are bending in several places that they don't normally. Uh-uh. And he has no mouth, but he does have a long tongue. And he realizes he's flying. No. And he immediately realizes he can control his flying with muscles in his back. Nope. And that he has a little triangle of eyes on top of his head. And then two really big other eyes. That's okay. That's terrifying. Yeah. And uh-uh. he realizes he's flying through the kitchen. And he sees his reflection in the window and realizes, at that point, he realizes he's a bee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense now. And he flies after Miss Carmen and, and realizes something went terribly wrong, obviously. And he flies out. There, there's a hole in the kitchen door. That's how the bees got in, Mr. Andretti's bees. Mm-hmm. And he, he sees that Mrs. Miss Carmen's leaving. And <laughs> None of this makes any sense. And he tries to yell at her, Ms. but he can't because he's a Ms. bee. Carmen, and he's like, Miss Carmen, where are you going, Miss Carmen? Miss Carmen, please. Miss Carmen, please don't leave me. Please. Please don't leave me. Miss Carmen, please. And he gets to her car and she swats him hard. I don't swat bees. Uh Uh-uh. I don't hit bees. Uh Uh-uh. Do you know, do you know today, this very day, I got home and I went to take a quick nap because I'm tired and there was a bee in my room. What? How did it get in my room? Bitch, there's probably a hole in the kitchen door. Oh, God, I hope not. But I opened my balcony door, mm-hmm. and that bee immediately flew out, and I said, thank Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because I'm not going to fall asleep with no bee buzzing around. No. Take a nap? I was going to swat that. I opened the door and prayed to God that it would fly out, and my prayers were answered. That's right. Terrifying. Praise. So he lands hard on the ground, and then the car start her. She starts the car and then runs him over. Oh no! Wait, she doesn't. There's a couple of hilarious fakeouts like that in this book. There's there's, there's the, the most ad, the, there's the most ridiculous fakeout and probably the entire series. Uh, probably in the entire series is going to happen soon. Yeah, yeah. She reali- he realized no, she doesn't run him over. She stops and to put on her seatbelt. Safety first. Click it or ticky. Then Gary flies around, sits with a huge caterpillar on a leaf for a while. And then, terrifying. Terrifying. The, 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 it's munching on the leaf. And then he sees inside that his mom is talking to, to, well, to Gary. Gary? Gary's in there laughing with his mom, eating spicy taco chips. This is one thing, I, this, this tiny, small detail that I loved about this. At the beginning of the book that we didn't say earlier. We didn't. I'm sorry we did It sets up that Gary really likes him some spicy taco chips. The spicier, the better. Now, is that trying to... Is he talking Doritos? I would think so. Wow, I really want Doritos badly now. Or I was thinking like... Nacho cheesier. Or like the... 
man, I'm thinking like about what? all kinds like of spices. Hot, like hot Fritos, Fritos. is what I was thinking Remember, of. Remember, didn't they have hot Fritos? Those yeah. are corn chips. Are those taco? What are taco chips? I think taco chips are, taco chips are essentially Doritos. There was a while where there was this Dorito flavor that was really spicy. What was it called? Do you remember? I don't remember, but the, I remember the chips themselves were like neon red. Wow. I know, and I used to eat them, but I used to cry and sweat my way through, but I would eat them anyway. Hot Cheetos. Yeah, hot Cheetos. People, I just, maybe this is another reason why I love Gary so much is because he loves Spicos. Spicotasi chips. <laughs> spicy Spicotasi t- chips. <laughs> spicy taco chips. And Gary's like, Gary the bee is seeing Gary inside saying, don't, you're eating my chips. <laughs> like you're taking over my life. What's going on? He realizes, how, he realizes how hungry he is. Yeah. I also love, this is what I love about Gary too. He's turned to a bee, but the whole sense of it's like, oh man, I'm a bee now. As opposed right. to like him being completely devastated and like freaking out. He's like, no. oh man. He's kind of like, I'm tired and hungry. So I flew over here to, to get some pollen. So he's like, I have to get some pollen. Then he sees his dad is home. Daddy's so He says, maybe I can tell my dad. And he, he flies over to his dad when his dad is, his dad's walking from the garage to the house. I feel like Arlstein always writes garages separate from the house. Maybe. I think he grew up in a ranch style house with the garage separate from the house. I don't think I know any garages that are separate from the house. No. Maybe it was 1994. I guess. And the dad looks up and says, hi, Gary. And Gary's like, yes, he, he, he recognizes, recognizes me. me. And then he realizes he's not talking to Gary the bee. He's talking to fake Gary standing behind him. Liar, liar. And he says, hey, Gary. Oh, looks like Mr. And- one of Mr. Andretti's bees escaped. Oh, and then, oh, then Gary the bee comments that Gary the human being pretends. He's like, oh, oh yeah, M- Mr. Andretti, of yeah, course. Yeah, Mr. Andretti. And he tries to follow them inside, but the kitchen door ends up slamming on Gary's body. Ouch. Ouch. And then Gary fades into blackness. No. He was a klutz as a person. Now he's a klutz as a bee. Oh, Gary. So he's like, and he wakes up from, I guess, being smashed. He's yeah. got nine lives. He's got a tiny little dot for a brain. Nine. Ugh, still alive. Four, five, still alive. Uh-huh. He decides to fly to person to person and is like, I'm going to handle, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. But then Klaus captures him with his paw mm-hmm. and squeezes him. Bitch. Squeezes him hard. He manages to break free. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that wasn't the best. I didn't try. I didn't go all the way. I didn't go all the way and I couldn't remember... That part. Now it's time to break free. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. <laughs> that's my best Ariana Grande impersonation. Oh, wow. It's terrible. I'm tired, as I said. I didn't get my full nap today. Old. And he decides not to sting Klaus based on the advice that he remembered reading from a book called The Big Book of Bees. <laughs> I wish you could see the face Maddie just made. <laughs> The big book of bees. Now, this book is really edutaining because... It is. You learn a lot about bees. You probably learn a little more than you probably need to about bees. Yeah, I learned... And he keeps referencing this book he read when he was little called The Big Book of Bees. (laughs) Yeah, BBB. And so he he flies free from... And he reads that the stinger, if you sting someone, if you're a bee... If you're a bee... As you are in the big book of bees... I'm a bee, I'm a bee, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a a bee. bee, I'm a bee, I'm a bee. And when you sting, the stinger gets stuck in the person or wherever you stung, and then you die. You die because the stinger gets stuck in the person, pulls out the bottom half of your body, and you die. That's terrible. I remember as a kid, though, being like, if you get stung by a bee, they die afterwards. That makes you feel a little bit better, because they shouldn't have stung you, and then it's time for them to die. But how do you think that bee feel? 
I don't know. Too late. But he tried. He flies. He gets. He breaks free and gets caught in something. Mr. Andretti's net. Oh no. He's trapped in a net by Mr. Andretti. Not only is he trapped, but he's surrounded by menacing, buzzing bees. This is the part I didn't like because he's in this net banging around with other bee bodies buzzing angrily. Hundreds of bodies swarming, crawling all over each other. He said he's stuck in a pile of wriggling, hairy bees. No. No. And Mr. Andretti brings the net back to the beehive and starts to pull out each bee with his finger. Oh, Gary wants to sting him so bad that soft pink flesh. Should he do it? Should no, he, he do it? it? He gets put he in the beehive. It. It's dark. And it's hot. And I kept thinking, are do bees see in the dark? Because there's like no light. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. And the big, bo- the big book of bees doesn't answer that. But he wakes, he sort of like comes to and sees that there's an angry, menacing bee standing, sitting right in front of him who really wants to fight. And, I, and there was this moment that I wanted to read. The bee, the bee bulged his eyes and waved his antennas in a threatening way. I was sure he planned to sting me. I turned and flew away as fast as I could. I tried to hide. I was so frightened. I couldn't even make myself move. Didn't you just fly away? (laughs) Didn't you just fly away? That's true. So he makes his way, somehow gets his body to, scared body to move, makes his way into the open and see that he's just in a, with a bunch of bees and there's a bunch of bees on honeycomb. Mm Mm-hmm. And he realizes, oh, I'm still hungry. I need to eat. That sounds pretty good. So it creeps over to the coom and sees... This part does not sound very good. It, it's, this is gross. Get he ready, sees other this bees, is gross. He sees bees taking flakes of wax off their abdomens and shoving it in their mouths, chewing it up, and then spitting it out into the honeycomb and making the honeycomb with it. It made Ew. him feel sick. Yeah. It makes me feel sick. Yep. I don't like it. But he's so hungry, he has to eat. So he, he uses his bendable tube of a tongue oh. to eat the honey. And he starts to enjoy it so much. And he starts thinking, oh, this is so good. And he realizes, you know what? I would make a really great beat. This isn't so bad. What am I thinking? Oh, Gary. And then he starts to feel sleepy. Oh, and starts no. slinking and sinking into the warm, Ooh. deep darkness against his furry brothers and sisters. Ugh. So I guess he gets drunk off this honey. And I like guess so. Do bees do sleep? I don't know. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care either. He wakes up face to face with another angry bee, flies off, and sees that this whole hive is just dark hallway after dark hallway. Nope. And he tries to find his way out. He's got to get out. And he sees that all these other bees are hard at work at their tasks, <laughs> building honeycomb or taking care of babies for the queen or whatever. And he runs into three angry bees. That kind of remind him of Barry, Carl, and Marv. And he thinks these bees are going to beat him up. Yep. Trigger warning. Same old, same old. Just because you're a bee now and you're living in a beehive doesn't mean there'll be anything different. Doesn't mean there aren't going to be bullies. Bee bullies. And he think, he just deduces that they're angry at him for not doing his job. What is his job? He doesn't even know what his job is. His job is deducing. So he's, he, he screams. So I think the idea of a bee screaming is, is so funny. I don't think. I think the idea of a bee screaming is so scary. It's like a rabbit screaming or whatever. A rabbit screaming is scary. Yes. And it's sad. A bee screaming is funny. Okay. 
So he runs away, bumps into another bee who seems to be making his way somewhere there's in, this, in a hurry. There is this bee, you guys, that's like in this hive that keeps like bumping into Gary and is like so mean and kind of like angrily dances in front of him so much. And I'm like, you have a crush on Gary. It's obvious. You like him. It's okay. You do. Just didn't matter. You can tell us. We're your best friends. Tell us. So he sees this one bee who seems to really like know where he's going, you yeah. know, like walk with a purpose. It makes yeah. me think of strike. Like when you did plays in college or, or even high school at the end of it, you would have to strike the set and everybody, even the actors had to take the set apart. Nobody, none of the actors wanted to do it because it was such hard work. So you would always just pretend to walk with purpose. You would just walk around in a circle walking with purpose and no one would question you where you're going, but you weren't actually doing anything. I would walk with purpose sometimes with a hammer. Like it looked like I was going <laughs> somewhere, but I would just walk across the set go backstage walk around go in the dressing room and then keep walking like like I was really like oh I got, oh yeah I need to go That's do this the realest thing I've ever heard in my life walk with a purpose so he finds he follows that bee loses him and then realizes he's ended up back where he was dropped off remember <sighs> I don't even know how you tell where you are in a beehive in the dark with no eyes good point I mean you have eyes but well five and he realizes where he is dropped off there is a huge swarm of angry bees crowding him crushing him. Ew, I hate it. And I think he thinks at first they're crushing him because they've caught him and they're angry at him because he's not doing his job and they know he's an imposter. But then they realize they're just moving him out of the way to leave space for one bee to dance. And <laughs> I think this sequence is so weird. And I like it. He, I remember this, and I know this, that the bees communicate by dancing. And he remembers that from the big book of bees. And bees dance and you watch the moves of their body, and the moves of their body tell you where the honey's at. Is this true? Yeah, girl. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Bees dance. <laughs> Bees dance, and they and they tell you with their bodies where the good food Are is. Are you making this up? I promise you, I'm not. Did you read the Big Book of Bees? I read the Big Book of Bees. I know, I know, I know a little bit about bees. Did I you guys a, know about? I this? listened to a podcast on bees, and I guess this must be true. Yeah. And they dance. They wiggle and shake and bump and crump, and they, no, they tell don't. you they do. They shake. I need to. see They this. shake their honey maker. <laughs> they do, and they. T- and they tell you where the good food is at. Yeah, where that pollen at. And and he knows this. And the bees start exiting because they know where the honey is now. Or the, yeah. the pollen they is They saw now, the sorry. bee dance. And they all go out in a single file line. Little and Gary, boy, girl. And Gary finds his last place in line and flies out. And then realizes he's out. He's out of the hive. And he's yes. he's like, I've just got to get, where was that hole? Where was that hole in, yeah. the, in the screen? And of the porch. And then he realizes, oh no, Mr. Andretti patched it up. And then Mr. Andretti sees him and he realizes he's the only bee left. They've all somehow snuck out. And Mr. Andretti says, are you sick? Are you lost? I can't have any sick bees here. So he tries to grab Gary. Gary dodges and sees a hole near the ceiling in the corner of the screen. Flies out. And when he, as he flies out, he gets hit by a bee and realizes all the bees are flying back in. No. He waits until they've all flown in and then he flies out and he realizes and he's he free. Breaks free. Break free. That's better. He flies out. He flies into the house through the hole in the, the kitchen door or something. I don't know. And his dad is leaving and almost slams the kitchen door on him Ow. again. And then he hangs out on the windowsill and sees as Chrissy enters and he he's, he's decides, I'm going to yell at Chrissy. I'm going to tell her what's me. Do, do you think that's going to work, you guys? He yells for her, but Chrissy can't hear him because he's a bee. And he decides, if I could just get in her ear, maybe she can hear me. But Chrissy freaks out because he's a bee. Chrissy? 
He and Chrissy grabs a, grabs a fly swatter. Chrissy. And Chrissy tries to swat him again and again. Ouch. Whack. Ouch. Snack. Ouch. Fuck. Ouch. And then it hits him. <laughs> he rolls over, falls off the counter, and then falls into the floor. This is like live this number is, 11 for. I know. I know. Especially with that fragile bee body. He needs to. He got slammed in the kitchen door. He gets hit by a fly swatter. He gets grabbed by Klaus. He falls on the floor. Oof. He angrily buzzes off upstairs to Gary. Gary the bo- jerk Davis Gary. And try and... Jerk Davis? Yeah. Hilarious. Tries to wake him up because uh, because Dirk is, Dirk up, is taking please. that nap upstairs. Must be nice. Wake up, Dirk. Please. Please wake up. Tries to wake him up. Maybe that... Maybe... Maybe when I was taking that nap today, it was Gary. <laughs> It was Gary trying to tell me something. Oh my God, Gary's like forty or something now. Lol. He tries to wake up Dirk Davis no, up by like tickling. 30. Whatever, tickling his nose, buzzing in his ear, and then he sees that the computer screen is on, and he realizes I can type a message. Yes, I can type a message on the electronic bulletin board. <laughs> so there's this sequence of him hopping up and down, banging his body onto the I keys. I was actively thinking about this, especially with a computer in 1994, how much strength that it must take for a key. bee to Ooh, press down. So hard. And so this is what Gary types. He types, I am not B. I am Gary. Hello, me. <laughs> <laughs> He's exhausted. And Gary eventually wakes up. Gary the body wakes up. And... Gary the Bee screams, read the screen, read the screen. And then Dirk Davis, we'll just call him Dirk for now, wakes up, is confused and says, did I leave this on? Uh, oh, I can't believe I left this on. And turns it off, turns off the computer. Pew! All that work for nothing. Uh, I'll have you know that that when he said, hello, me, he was meant to type, hello. He, hello. he meant to type help, but he was so tired, his drunken Bee body slammed into the O instead. Oh, that broken Cute. Bee body. So he turns off the computer, so upset and he follows Gar- Dirk outside to the garage and sees that Dirk slash Gary grabs his skateboard. I haven't touched that thing in like two years. And then he realizes Judy is waiting out front for, quote, Gary. And Caitlin's waiting there too. And she's, Caitlin says, hi, Gary. And they have this flirty conversation. And Ju- Judy says, I hope you don't mind, Gary. We told some of the other kids, like Gail and Louie, how good you are. What happened to Gina? Oh, wow, you're right. It's Gale now. Wow. They all said they can't wait to take a lesson from you. Skateboarding lessons. Is that okay? Because if this isn't, we can call them. He says, no problem, Jude. Let's get going, okay? So Gary hops on a skateboard, and so do Judy and Caitlin, and they all skateboard to the park. It's a new Gary now. It's a new Gary now. It's my turn now. And Gary screams, no, I'm the real Gary Lutz. I'm the real Gary. He follows him to the park. There are kids there to take lessons, and one of the kids swats Gary. Gary. And then Gary goes to a nearby tree to kind of like get his bearings and get, you know, be, you know, recover from being swatted again. And then he sees a shadow and it's a huge dragonfly. No. And the huge dragonfly comes no. towards him and bites him in two. This is what it says. Before I could move, it zoomed down, wrapped its teeth around my middle and bit me in two. Chapter 20. I uttered a last gasp and waited for everything to go dark. It took me a few seconds to realize that the dragonfly had turned and buzzed off in the other direction. My imagination was running away with me. That's what always happened when I got overtired. That's the most ridiculous chapter break of Goosebumps. It really, really is. <laughs> Bit me in half? No, actually, instead he flew away. That's what happens when I get overtired. I hallucinate things biting me in two. 
So he decides to fly to person to person. It's not. It's close to his school, remember? Yeah, so he just flies miles and miles. He says it's a long, tiring trip, and he has to sit and wait for the mailman to put the mail through the slot in the door so he can fly through the mail slot. Then he gets, he manages to get into the office and there's a girl with red curly hair. Check that box. Charlie Brown. Who's leaving. Yeah. And Gary yells at her and warns her, but of course she doesn't hear no, him. No, And then he flies towards Miss Carmen and then slams and hits the glass divider. Ow. I can't believe he's not dead yet. I know. That's and, one bruise. And he gets up and screams, uh, it's me, Gary Lutz. Can you help me? Can you? Please help me. And then he realizes for the 89th time that people can't hear him. Yep. He goes to sink into a chair and decides to die. Uh-huh. And then he hears a strange, woo-ah. Woo-ah. And then he realizes that that woo-ah is Miss Carmen's breath. She has leaned over on her desk to pick up something on the floor, and her mouth is right by her microphone, and that she's breathing heavily in, in front of it. Oh. And he realizes, oh, if I can get to the microphone and speak to her through the microphone, I can she'll use, definitely I can use my me. bee lungs that I definitely have to speak. So he flies through the slot in the glass and manages to speak in the microphone. Mm-hmm. And, she, and, he, and he's able to talk to her. And says, it's me. It's I'm Gary Lutz. I'm do- down here on your microphone. She says, this is a joke. She says, no, it's not a joke. It's me, Gary Lutz. She says, how are you doing that? And then she realizes the B is Gary. She says, I don't believe this. And he says, it's all your fault. You messed up the operation. Uh, when you made the switch, one of my neighbor bees, one of my neighbor's bees must have gotten into the machine. So instead of putting me into Dirk Davis's body, you put me into a bee. And then she she slaps her forehead, and she, that explains it. That explains by why Dirk Davis's body has been behaving so strangely. <laughs> she says, I really must apologize. I feel really bad, Gary. We you know we've never had a mix up like this before. I hope I hope at least it's been interesting for you. Interesting? It's been a nightmare. You wouldn't believe what I've been through. I've been attacked by screen doors, cats, fly swatters, you name it. He almost ran me over with your car. Just, oh no, I'm so sorry. This whole sequence here is, I, is the most ridiculous because of how she handles this whole situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here, you you be Miss Carmen, I'll be I'll be I'll be Gary. Okay. And she and he says, You almost ran me over with your car. Oh no, I'm so sorry. I I didn't know. W- well, what about it? What about what? What about getting me back into my body? Can you do it right away? Well, I could. Normally I could transfer you right back, but there's a slight problem in your case. What kind of problem? It's Dirk Davis. It seems he's become very attached to your old body. He likes your house and your parents, too. In fact, he even likes your sister Chrissy. So? So what's that supposed to mean? It means that Dirk Davis is refusing to give up your old body. He says he absolutely won't go back to his old life. He plans to keep your body forever. Forever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. She says, yeah, it's very upsetting, but it wasn't what he said in her original agreement, but if he refuses to get out of your body and your life, there's really nothing I can do. Wow, great contingency plan we got here at P2P Vacations. And then she just said, then she says, well, you know, my suggestion is you just go back to the hive. You know, it's, at least it's a way of staying alive. <laughs> she literally does say that. And she's, ah, oh, it's so tragic. And then she leaves. And she forgets that he's there and leaves. She closes the door and just leaves. So he's locked in this room. See, normally all this stuff that you might think is trash, I thought this was so hilarious in this oh, book. Oh, I, I think it's, it I think it's hilarious too. I love it. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love it. Yeah. Gary sees that Dirk's form is on her desk and gets sees his address. 
and he manages to get out of the office by flying through an open window in a bathroom that happens to have an open door. Great. And flies to Dirk's house. Dirk is in the front yard, just standing around. This is so fucking funny to me because there is a bee in Dirk's body and he's just banging around and doing bee things and has been doing it for a while. And he's humming and smiling to himself and saying, hum, and shoving his nose into flowers and saying, yum. <laughs> I think it's so... He goes, hum, yum. It's so creepy it is. and funny. His nose is covered in yellow pollen and Gary's like, oh Yummy. my God. Yummy, oh. he goes, oh my my God, this this is just a bee in Dirk's body. This is crazy. So Gary flies off as Dirk is shoving his nose into more flowers. He says, I have to convince Dirk. So he flies back, and when he gets back to the house, he sees Barry, Marv, and Carl about to fight Dirk, like Dirk and Gary's body. Yeah. And he hears someone say, don't mess with me. And, uh... And Gary's like, no, no, please don't damage, don't my, damage body. my beautiful body. And then he realizes that Barry, Marv, and Carl aren't about to attack Gary. Gary's about to hurt them. Gary's changed. He's threatening them. And they say, please, Gary, stop. Carl has a bloody nose. Mm-hmm. And, and Gar- Gary Dirk says, you guys are lo- losers. Take a hike. And Gary the Bee wants to get in on some of this action, so he buzzes around their faces and even flies into Marv's mouth. Lol. Lol. He's having so much fun. <laughs> this is great. And he flies into Gary's, you know, flies to his bedroom window, and he sees that now Dirk has gone inside and is eating crackers and honey and reading a comic book. Sounds nice. I know, it sounds really nice. And he yells in Dirk's ear, I want my body back. You have to get out. And Dirk swats him away. But but Gary's relentless. He's like, you have to hear me. Do you hear me? And, and Dirk's like, quit bothering me. I'm trying to relax. He says that out loud. And and Gary's like, you can, can you hear me? He says, yes, leave me alone. And he says, some B cells got mixed in with my human cells during our electronic transfer. And I, I can hear bug noises now. <laughs> he just throws that line away. Yeah. He's like, yeah, of course I can hear. I heard you the whole time. Now shut up. I'm trying to relax. And he says, you've got to switch with me. And Dirk says, no. Sorry. I like your life and your family, and I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to give it up to become a bee, Gary. And he'll said, "If you don't go away, swat you if I have to." And he says, "So take a hike, okay? Buzz off. I'm wow. busy." Wow. wow. So Gary flies outside, eats some pollen, thinks about what he has to do. Mm, his bendable he, tube. He remembers from the Big Book of Bees that bees usually die in the fall. <laughs> And so he's like, oh no, school's about to start back. I'm running out of time. He says, it's nearly August. I don't have much time. So the sun's starting to set and then a few bees show up mm-hmm. and sort of grab him, sort of like push push against him and push his body as they're flying yeah. and drag him away. Yeah. And he tries to get away, but they turn their stingers on him. Ooh. He's bean napped <sighs> And they're flying and pushing him along and they're, they're in this big swarm right yeah and he realizes he's just being he's just part of the swarm now that's flying around outside and he starts to realize that if he, as he starts to, as i was reading this i was so intrigued because he was like he comes up with a plan in this situation but he doesn't say what it is until it's happening i was yes. like "Ooh, what's he about to do so because the whole time reading this i'm like god where does this go how do they switch back so he the swarm is flying past the window dirk even waves at them and Gary decides to break free, even though earlier he said he couldn't. But he broke free and, and goes towards the window and, re- and realizes that if one bee leaves, the rest of the swarm has to follow. Yeah. So the swarm follows him. And Gary's like, oh, here we go. We're going into the window. We're going to attack Dirk. 
Yeah. And Dirk rolls up the comic and prepares to swat them. And the bees don't really bother him. And he kind of swats them away and they're not really bothered him. And then Gary realizes now that he's the leader of the pack now because yeah. he's, he tr- attempted to sort of like, he realized this isn't enough bees. Yeah. This is enough bees to really do something. So he's like, all right, we're going to go back towards Mr. Andretti's hive and get in the hive. And he just gets in that hive and he starts banging into every bee he can possibly bump into. Buzzing and smacking and and just hitting and getting angry, angry bees in a swarm. Riling them up to a deafening roar and then he flies out of the hive through the tiny hole and then leads all those angry, angry bees, tons of bees, so many bees, more and more and more and more until higher and higher and higher into the air until they dip down into Gary's room and attack Dirk and cover his, his body. Gross. Cover it. Covered in bees. But Dirk refused to give up his body. He screams, never. He's literally covered and says, I'll never give it up. And the bees start to lose interest and start to be more interested. But Gary's not going to lose interest. Gary gets so, so, so furious that before he knows what he's doing, he stings Gary. He stings him. He does it. And he's so happy. And then he realizes, oh, no, wait. Does he sting him on the nose or something? I don't remember. Yeah. Stings him and then realizes, oh, no, wait. Now I'm going to die. Oh, no, I'm dead. I'm dying now. I stung my own body and I'm dead. So he gets weaker and weaker and weaker and the world turns, turns, turns to gray. gray. And he floats outside onto the grass and he wants to find his parents to tell them goodbye. I love you. But he's so tired he can't breathe and the shadows become darker and grayer until it's too late. Goodbye. Goodbye. And then he wakes up outside. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm still alive. I feel different though. He feels heavy and different. So he tries to fly away, but he can't because... He's human he's again. He's human again. Oh, whoa. And then he dances whoa. in the backyard. He's human. He dances. He runs inside. He hugs Chrissy. She says, what are you doing, you crazy? Oh, wait. Wait, just one second. I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back. When he's dying, I thought the sentence was so funny. I just think the sentence is so great. He just stung... He had just stung... Dirk, Gary. And he says, weaker. I felt the strength drained from me. Weaker and weaker. What have I done, I asked myself. I gave up my life for the chance to sting Dirk Davis. <laughs> I give up my life for the chance to sting Dirk Davis. <laughs> I just think that sentence is so amazing. Anyway, sorry. Absolutely amazing. He hugs Chrissy. He tells his parents that he's missed them. And they're like, are you all right? Do you have a temperature? No, I love you. I love you. And, and they say, oh, but he's like, I'm going to go upstairs. They say, no, don't go upstairs. Actually, don't go in your room. We have to go get Mr. Andretti. There's a swarm of bees in your room. And Gary's like, bees? It ain't no thing. No problem. And the dad's like, there are bees. B-E-E-S. Bees in your room. Bees, bees, bees in the trap. Yeah. And he's whatever. No problem. So he goes and shoes them out and, <laughs> and throws out those honey and crackers that Dirk was eating later. And he laughs and says, goodbye. Thanks. Take good care of the honeycomb. I'll try to come visit as soon as I can. <laughs> Gary's pretty fun. Yeah, he's really fun. And mom and dad are like, are you fe- really feeling right? He's I'm just fine. So cut to it's a month later and Gary is so happy and he loves life. He loves his family. He appreciates them. He, lo- he loves his sister. And he's been talking to that redheaded girl he saw leaving person to person vacation. Woo! He's better at sports and he still gives skateboarding lessons and he isn't scared. He also ran into Dirk who said that he was starry, that he tried to steal his body. But things didn't work, and he says, "Sorry, things didn't really work. Sorry, sorry, I tried to steal your body, but things didn't work for me, and so work from work so well for me either." That bee flunked all my math tests in summer school. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of a bee in Dirk Davis is by going to school and hmm, just <laughs> buzzing so and banging into people. And he is says, so hey, funny. He's like, "It's cool." Um, 
we're friends now and life is terrific. And I want to read to you, you know, li- previous listeners of the podcast, you know that, avid listeners, you know that we like to do the first paragraph, the last paragraph of the book. So let's do the first paragraph and then we'll read the last page. Okay. And I cackled like a witch when I read this out loud, when I read this. Here we, here we go. So this is going to be the first paragraph and the last page of the book. If you're afraid of bees, I have to warn you, there are a lot of bees in this story. In fact, there are hundreds. Mmm. Those hollyhocks are really awesome. Excuse me a moment while I get up and take a closer look. That blossom down near the ground is so perfect. I think I'll get down on my knees to take a quick taste. Do you know how to suck the pollen out? I figured out the best way. It's not as hard as it looks. You just pucker your lips and stick your tongue way out like this, see? And then you dip your face down into the blossom and suck up all the pollen you want. Try it. Go ahead. Mmm. Go ahead. It's easy. Really. I think that's such a fucking genius last page of a book. It's crazy and kooky and hilarious and silly. He's like, life is so great. I'm in my backyard. Oh, I'm going to suck some pollen. Those hollyhocks look awesome. Mm, Those are some good looking hollyhocks. I really enjoy myself reading this book. I thought this book was a total blast. And maybe it's because I'm so unfamiliar with it. It was really, you know, like... Only my second time ever reading it in my entire life. It really life. is kind of a blast. Not scary, but a total no, blast. No, not scary. The bee, a, some of the buzzing bee body stuff is Yeah, that's creepy. kind of creepy and, and whatever, but I thought this one was so much fun. And and now that we're rereading the series for the podcast, I found that there are these gems of books that I didn't really appreciate earlier. The Ghost Next Door, Be Careful What You Wish For, Why I'm Afraid of Bees. All these books I had written off in my head for some reason, and other ones like You Can't Scare Me that I thought was the best, but it's a total clunker. Yes. You know I'm excited mean? to see what's coming up next and how we feel about ones in the future you yeah, know yeah i know why i'm afraid of bees gets my stamp of approval i give it i give it a b <laughs> or b plus i don't know i liked it i really really oh, liked it oh you well i hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about it and just buzz 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 about it uh, if you like what you heard give us a little buzz and let us know what you think do you promise do you promise next time we're going to be dealing with our first sequel of the series our very first sequel monster blood 2 second is the best so come back for more if you dare it's just like